see yourselves co-raised with Christ. Now ponder with persuasion the consequence of your inclusion, your co-inclusion in him, and relocate yourselves mentally. Engage your thoughts with throne room realities where you are co-seated with Christ in the executive authority of God's right hand. Become affectionately acquainted with throne room thoughts will keep you from being distracted again by the earthly soul realm. Set your mind on things above that are above and not on things below. Whatever you face in daily lives, acquaint yourselves with the greater reality, the things that are above. Do not engage the energy of things that are below. That's Colossians 3, 1 and 2, and yes, my favorite, the Mere Study Bible. Welcome. This is Intentional Now podcast. It is an engaging workshop discussion on change, purpose, and redefining what we say yes to. Hello, I am Kristen Wambach. I am your hostess. I'm a spiritual entrepreneur. Yep, I'm chasing bold dreams. I'm doing the work and I'm asking some really awesome questions and getting life done. Done? This life that we are supposed to live. Let's do this. Welcome and hello. Yay, yay, yay. I am right on time this week. I'm so excited. You know, when your ducks are in a row and they're order, in order and they're behaving themselves well, it is actually Thursday. It's just a little bit after two o'clock in the afternoon. And wow, I feel like I'm ahead of myself. Ooh, that's a good feeling, right? How are you doing? Well, good. I'm glad you are doing well. It's Thursday. I love doing a podcast on Thursday because we're just right around the corner from the weekend. You have some great plans. Hmm? I don't have anything on the books yet, but who knows? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me here today. Last week was Easter. Yeah. Do you have some family activities, festivities? Uh Uh-huh. Here, Pacific Northwest, it was cold and it rained like cats and dogs Mm -hmm. in the Willamette Valley. I hope your spring weather provided you with some breaks in the sun more than we saw around here. My husband, it's the time of year that the grass is growing so fast that every time the sun shines, he goes, excuse me, I got to go cut the grass. I got to go mow the lawn because if we don't mow the lawn when the rain and the weather breaks, then we could be cutting hay (laughs) the next time we get to it. You know what I mean? The grass grows so fast. (laughs) I am super excited about sharing with you today. Always am. Feel like I'm sitting here talking to my best friends and having a cup of coffee. Welcome, welcome. I say hello to my international listeners. I think that is just amazing amazing that we can communicate and get to know each other through podcasting. So today's takeaways, are you ready? Who will be touched by your end result? Hmm. You must experience your why 
we have some fishing to do and resources at hand. Hmm, hey, did you have a chance to listen to the last two episodes? That was the first time that I'd ever split an episode. So we have number 52, number 53 in the Discovery series called Casting Your Net. There's a before and an after. I encourage you to go listen to them very much. Can I say this? If I do say so myself, they were profound (laughs) and perfect timing, right? Being raised with Christ and co-included in him right there in the Easter weekend. um, God does that to me a lot of times. He just pushes together the times and seasons and he makes it so real for me. And I love that. I love that about him. So we concluded with the sharing of the encounter of Jesus asking us, remember, the encounter asking us one more time to cast our nets. It brought up many feelings, didn't it? Mm-hmm. That's why you need to go listen to it. Okay, so let me remind you the purposes of the Discovery Series. It is to put feet and to accomplish a task, an assignment, a request that the Lord has placed on your heart. It could be a huge one. It could be a little one. It doesn't matter. It is just to put your feet forward and to accomplish and learn through and by the accomplishing. So I invited you. Oh, let me see. We are on number seven, number eight of the Discovery Series. And I invited you to walk along with me. So if you've listened to more than one of them, of this particular series, you can easily see that the Lord is laying out a wonderful working strategy for us. Yep, I am being totally blessed by it. He always has our destiny in the forefront of his mind. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He wrote us, yeah, he wrote us and about us. He's sharing with us the story of our relationship from our seated position in heavenly places. He's directing the finishing touches each time we touch a faith marker. I call that crowns of completion. I invite you again to see this series as a divine strategy, purposed in change and your forward movement. Hmm. Do you remember last week we had the seven steps on the ladder? Hmm. Transformational. Remembering where you have come from, having new eyes, discovery of faith before, discovery of faith after, a signpost of procrastination. Yeah, maybe you need to listen to that one again. Casting your net again and believing in the one with breakfast waiting. And that's where we're going to pick up today. Believing with the one who has breakfast waiting. And so I picked this up out of John 21. Jesus has just invited them. Peter and his cohorts have been out fishing. You are very familiar with the story. Jesus has risen from the dead and he's hanging out and he's appearing 
to people in the community, the three Marys and his disciples. And this is one of those times. So he has invited Peter and his friends who have been out fishing forever. Mm -hmm. You hear me on that one? Okay. And he invites them to break their fast and feast together. By now they knew and they had no doubt whatsoever that it was the Lord. And then Jesus took the bread and he handed it to them along with the fish. And remember how much they caught? I talked about that last Last week, it was amazing about that load of fish, the 153. Now you're definitely going to have to go listen, right? So I have a quote that I wrote this week for my social media posts. And I want you to think about it. The difference between a beginning and completing is who you saw touched by the end result. Let's let that sink in just a little bit. (laughs) I'm going to say it again now. I got your attention. The difference between a beginning and completing is who you saw touched by the end result. So let me share, okay? Who you saw touched. So last week, I shared with you a testimony from the unfinished book, the story of page 93 actually happening, actually coming to pass. Question for you, okay? Who was touched by the end result of that actually transpiring and happening, right? Me, of course me. Jesus brought to life the unfinished book on the earth. Well, who else was touched by the end result? You, right. I shared with you the story the miracle, the wonder, and then I led you in an activation where Jesus shows you a picture, a thought, an outcome of your assignment. And through us, he released and set into action page 93 happening again. No, I'm sure it's not an actual page 93 But that is a metaphor that I'm using, right? So we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So we set it up, a testimony, a page 93. We're looking who will be touched by the end result. I can say result, right? (laughs) Okay. So it has occurred to me that I started... My next course of projects. Yeah, I have a couple of them in the hopper and I'm working simultaneously on them. So when I started the series, that's when I started. I felt, you know, my heart kind of shift. I went, okay, I'm working on this. I'm going to work on these together. And then the series began. So that way I could invite you. It's what you called hands-on. What I learned how I'm encouraged, and I turn right around and I share it with you the same week. Yep, it is just live from heaven. It is good stuff. It's for your encouragement, my encouragement, and there's so much wonder of it all because it's like we're walking in sync. So let me remind you just off the top of your head, your assignments, they may not be the same as mine. 
Mine have something to do with writing. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> okay, so you could be writing a book. You could be focusing on wellness and self-care. Hmm. You could be setting aside devotional time to spend it with the Lord. Maybe you're cleaning up a relational mess. Maybe that mess is with yourself. Okay. Yeah. Holy Spirit, I think he just stands right here and he says, okay, why don't you say that again? He's the one that always tells me to say it again. Maybe you're cleaning up a relational mess and maybe that mess is with yourself. Hmm. Maybe your assignment is to spend quality time with your spouse or your children or both. Maybe you're supposed to be cleaning and organizing your house. Mm -hmm. Starting a business, expanding your business, preparing and planting an organic garden. <sighs> the opportunities are endless. Mm -hmm. So I'm here to share my structure, how I hear God, how he speaks to me in the encounters that I'm having that keep it alive. And I put my feet forward every day, right? And in sharing that structure and encouragement, tools naturally, practically, and spiritually. Yep, we have tools right in front of us that we use, we pick up, we outwork them. I call that a full meal deal, right? So I do this all the time. I continue to invite you, those of you who desire a more hands-on touch to walk along with me via Coaching for Life. I know you've heard me talk about it before. Well, let me share a testimony. So one of my clients via her homework. Um, homework, you say? Yes, life has continued homework. God is always working on the me, myself, and I's. <laughs> he is committed to our growth, our maturity, and overcoming. So why else would he instruct John the Revelator, who wrote Revelations, to write to the seven churches, discuss their um, good stuff, and then he also shared with them the things he had issues with, <laughs> right? God is always desiring our growth, which leads us to receive our overcoming crowns, right? Mm -hmm. So my client, she reached out to a friend of hers to encourage via her homework assignment. Yep. Her faith was engaged in gratitude and sharing, which she wouldn't have done without the homework prompting her. Maybe, maybe not, but that was part of her homework. So her friend was totally blessed. My client has since sent me a collection of pictures of her planning path. She's beginning to plan. Did you hear that? <laughs> She's planning. That's what it's all about. Planning. That means she is listening to her heart and putting her destiny into action. That is a win-win situation. She's taking valuable steps on her path of destiny. Isn't that what a coach is for? Uh-huh. That's what a coach is for, to teach you how to leave breadcrumbs, <laughs> to follow back and forth so you can follow your breadcrumbs. And then what do you do? You turn around and you share and you teach that same path. Yeah, you teach other people how to leave, 
lead breadcrumbs. Yeah. That is just a Hansel and Gretel metaphor for you. See? So what have I been sharing with you? Ascending heaven, the courts of heaven, dealing with our stuff, learning to see in the spirit, looking forward. Hmm. I call that coaching, right? So the link, I always leave all my links below. And I do. I look forward to some of you. Some of you definitely need to get in gear and come on. You know that you are called to walk with me, coaching for life. Hmm. You also may subscribe to support this podcast through Patreon. It's right there on the thing. You can just put the bus- push the button. So let me put this out there for you. Sometimes you exchanging money or sowing finances towards something you value and you worked hard for your money, right? That step alone brings an increased sense of value, which you respond by valuing yourself. Mm-hmm. You are part of my end result. See how that works? Mm-hmm. When you take finances and resources, I do that the same myself. That means when you exchange something that's valuable, like your hard-earned money is valuable to you. When you exchange it on something, you're placing value in it. That means that you will value it, you will respect it, and you will dedicate the time on what you valued. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Learn those lessons years ago, years ago, years ago. I just really value it. So you are part of the end, my end result. Amen. That's why I write. That's why I podcast. That's why I coach. That's why I believe God is because of my end result. And that's where you and I meet up. So let's pick up from last week's encounter message your encounter message, because you hearing last week's mean you have something in your hand. What did Jesus show you when we ascended together? What did he show you? I want you to bring that right back here to the table today. And what is the course ahead for you casting your net again? It wasn't just a pretty title. No, it's because you're supposed to cast your net again. I'm supposed to cast my net again. Yep, we have some fishing to do. I want to discuss some of our resources. These are going to be fishing metaphors. It's easy for us all to relate with them according to our own personal plans, desires, and dreams, right? So let's look at them from the lens of your change, of your change project, resources, Hmm, fishing resources. They have a boat. They have a net. They have bait. Fishing, netting, catching, right? So more questions for you. Regarding last week, mm-hmm, last week or um, the project, the assignment that you have, did God speak to you? 
Go back to the last place you heard him clearly. You have that in your mind's eye? Mm-hmm. That is a resource. That conversation that you had is a resource of his words to you. Very valuable. That's a resource for you. From that point of when you heard him clearly, maybe it was last week. Maybe it was six months ago. Hmm, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so you take what you heard him clearly. Did you ask him for a plan? What is the plan and the strategy? I hear you. I hear scribble, scribble, scribble. I hear you taking notes. <laughs> That's why it's great. We have pause buttons. It's so handy. So another question for you, because we're planning this out. We're thinking about it. What's the condition of your boat? That would represent a vehicle. Mm -hmm. What's the condition of your nets? Do they need repair? Let me add to that a little bit. What would be a vehicle? So a vehicle, for instance, for me to podcast, right? I simply needed a computer hook up to a podcasting platform. I use Podomatic. Um, my computer mic worked just fine. I, I actually have a mic um, and a stand and all that hoopla because I've been doing it for a while now. But that's all it really takes. So, and then I needed Wi-Fi and I'm in my office, which would be my recording studio. So there is the vehicle for what God asked me to do. That is a vehicle. And yes, I had my page 93 moment um, when God told me, share with me to podcast. I go back to that place. It's a place in heaven mm -hmm. all the time. And he continues to speak to me there regarding me being a podcaster. Mm -hmm. So he speaks to me and in turn, he's speaking to you. So that becomes like my boat, my resource. And I have a choice right there um, to use the resources that he gave me. Mm hmm even ask myself, do they need repair? Mm -hmm. So I upgraded the microphone. Actually, it was a Christmas present. Um, and that's been upgraded. I've upgraded my skills. Um, I upgraded with um, patron and allowing people to subscribe. Therefore, they get bonuses and goodies and they get the every episode note. So that is an upgrade. That's the way that I am stewarding the boat, right? Stewarding the project, what God has asked me to do. Am I growing? Absolutely. I'm learning to speak better, mm -hmm. how to speak, how to communicate. Um, you're learning to listen, right? <laughs> 
just a lot of different ways to look at the resources. Sometimes we just don't realize the vehicles that God has placed in our hands. And do they need repair? Well, my computer's not very old, just a couple of years old, so it's in good repair. Let's move on. I just want you to think. Remember, we, this is a workshop style. We think. What are we saying yes to? We think about things. We allow Holy Spirit to ask us questions. Questions about our life because we want to change. We want to transform. Mm-hmm. Back to our fisherman story here. So, What is the schedule of a fisherman? What is your schedule from the resource of his words to you, for you? So I'm going to just hold that in, the the resource of his words to you when he asked you, when he laid something on your heart, whether it was last week, six months ago, a year ago, or like me, when I did the unfinished book, it was 20 years His word to me was a resource that actually took me 20 years to make good on it. But you can actually see how much it provided for me. Because I can tell you today, it took me 20 years. That means that resource continued to be present in my life and to give to my life. A resource, a vehicle, his word. His word is conversation with you. Now about that resource of his word to you. Did you write it down? Mm -hmm. Like last week, the encounter that we walked out and did together. Did you write it down? I know I asked you to write it down. (laughs) Did you write it down? Or did you make it? Did you adjust it? Did you have a conversation about your schedule? Fishermen's, they have schedules. And if God was asking us to be a fisherman or go out and cast our net again, meaning, okay, he's either given us a new project or he's saying, take the words that I've given you before and believe me and cast your net again. You can do this. So what is your schedule for that? And did you write your schedule? Did you get up the next morning? (laughs) Isn't that what a fisherman, if God said, go out, and go put your net out, and he's speaking to me like a fisherman, that I'm most likely going to get up the very next morning and I'm going to implement the calendar. <laughs> yeah, um, isn't that how we get it done? We take this word picture that Jesus gave us of an assignment or project or... You can just... Contact me in social media and say, this is my project. So I can just actually put more words to it, right? Mine is writing. So that means I had to show up. 
I had to schedule myself appropriately, and I had to sit my bottom in this chair and type and edit and create and outline and strategize and set a schedule for me to actually show up here and do it. Mm-hmm. I have a schedule that Thursdays are the day that I work on my podcast. I don't always record them in the same day, but that is my scheduled time on working on it, talking to the Lord about it, writing it out, strategizing. Mm -hmm. So what is your schedule for the resource of his words that he gave to you? (laughs) I'm going to come back to this. Ready? Did you get up the next morning? Did you implement the calendar? And you're going to laugh now. (laughs) Did all hell break loose when you tried to make a calendar, right? (laughs) Okay, parents, you're going to laugh. It's like getting ready for church with a young family. Mm -hmm. It's totally crazy and disorganized. I have four sons and they were all two years apart. It was nuts, right? It was nuts. Crazy, disorganized, and maybe it's like this. Or like the baby messed her pants moments before you were going to put them in the car suit. Or the cat, right? The cat gets on the kitchen counter at the beckoning call of those lingering breakfast dishes, right? Because the milk is still in the bottom of the bowls. And just as you were rushing to put the kids in the car, crash, milk, cereal, the cat, and all manner of broken pottery is all over the kitchen floor. (laughs) I have you laughing, right? It just happens, right? If there are any shenanigans to be loosed in your home, guaranteed they will rear their ugly heads on Sunday morning. And all you parents are going, amen, absolutely, it happens. It really does. Now, here's the key. A plan is vital. A commitment is mandatory. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it again. A plan is vital. A commitment is mandatory. So a plan to take your young family to go to church, that's a plan, right? But a commitment makes it mandatory. Because when you make a commitment, it doesn't matter what kind of hell breaks loose on Sunday morning. You are committed to go. You're committed to be there. It's that commitment that actually supports the plan. Without a commitment, when things go awry, when things get distracted, we don't show up. You must know your why. You must experience your why with God. You must experience your page 93. You must experience the unfinished book. You must experience what he's placed on your heart. You must experience it. If you haven't seen it, 
experienced it, tasted it, touched it, felt it, perceived it, then hell or high water, because you have seen it, hell or high water can never remove it from your heart, ever. Ever, when you have encountered it in the spiritual realm, in the kingdom of heaven, You can never erase it because it becomes a living framework. It's living. And that is your first resource. Mm -hmm. I talk about ascending and stepping into heaven all the time. I wrote the unfinished book to share with you that journey of how I discovered it. But once I began to have spiritual encounters, you couldn't erase them from my heart, no matter what, because they're alive. It's, it's heaven. And that in itself, that's why Jesus had that conversation with Nicodemus. You must see the kingdom of heaven. And look at the transformation that happened in Nicodemus. He went from an elder, and he was talking to Jesus in the secrets of the night. You know, he, he didn't meet him in broad daylight. And that's how Nicodemus began. But if you look at the end, Scripture clearly tells us, and that's why I absolutely love his story, that Nicodemus was the guy. And insightful, I don't know how long that it was that Jesus and him knew each other, because Jesus' ministry was, what, three and a half years? So Nicodemus came in that story somewhere. And he went from a guy that didn't understand, didn't believe, hid in the middle of the night, talked about his burning desires with the Lord. You take him from there, and then scripture takes us over there, and Jesus has died on the cross, and they go to bury him. And who's in the front of the line saying, I will take on this responsibility for my Lord? in front of everybody, that is a transformation of the heart. And that is what motivates me. And that's why I constantly am sharing with you the importance of experiencing heaven for the same reason. It transforms us. Let me look back at my quote. A plan is vital, but a commitment is mandatory. Why do you think Jesus had his encounter when he took Peter, James, and John up on the Mount of Transfiguration? Why? He experienced his resurrection, his ascension. He experienced it. And because he experienced it and also had witnesses with him, it helped him. It transformed him. It 
helped him to accomplish his purpose and mission because he'd already experienced it. Jesus had a page 93 experience on the Mount of Transfiguration. Your dreams begin to take shape when you validate them enough to write them down. Isn't that what scripture is? It's written down. And very carefully, carefully copied and maintained. When you write down your dreams, you have a record from the unseen. <laughs> Heaven comes to earth depending on how often you sit with him where he is. You can never erase what his higher authority. You can never erase what has higher authority than the pen you wrote it with. Mm, I know, that's a thinker, isn't it? <laughs> you can never erase what has higher authority than the pen you wrote it with. So your experience, you can't erase it. It's a resource for you. It's manna from heaven that you live from, in, and through. <laughs> yep. You got some good things to think about today. I'm going to go back here because I want you to take the resource. If you didn't listen to the last two episodes, go back so that you can have an encounter with Jesus. You get that resource. You get that picture, that unction, that perception. You will. Mm -hmm. It becomes a resource. It becomes your boat, your nets, your bait, right? then what do we do with it? We have a conversation about the resource of his words. We ask him for a plan, a plan and a strategy. That's what this discovery series is. We ask the condition of the resource. If it's something that you have acquired already and he's given it you, what is the, what is the condition of it? Does it need an upgrade? Now, what is your schedule? Ask him, what is my schedule, Lord, for bringing this to pass? What is my schedule? Mm -hmm. Like one week, one month, six months, two years. I, I don't know the length at the project, what he's placed on your heart, who you are, your destiny. You do, he does. You have to make a schedule. You have to make a plan. Mm -hmm. So what is the schedule of, fish, of a fisherman? They obviously get up very early and they have to show up. 
If, if you were a dairyman and you were milking cows three times a day, yes, I do have experience here. <laughs> if you were a dairyman and if you milked your cows three times a day, what would happen if you didn't show up for the first milking of the day? Well, that's probably at what, four in the morning? Your cows would be sick. Mm -hmm. You have to have a schedule. And it's not like a calendar, but you have a plan. And when you have a strategy, then you can ask Jesus, what do you want me to do first? What's important first? And then from the first, then, okay, well, I can take care of that this week. Uh-huh. And then what's second? It's, it's very simple. It's very relational. And if it's growing in your heart, you know, well, maybe I need to sit down and have these conversations with Jesus. Maybe that's where we start, is to having a commitment to sitting down and having those devotional times with the Lord and talking to him. Maybe he's asking you to share with him 20 minutes a day. Well, I don't know about you, but life is full and we're going to have to look at our schedule and we're going to have to find those 20 minutes and we're going to have to commit to them because what happens? Hell and high water comes in, right? And tries to steal those 20 minutes. I know. I hear you listening. Can I say my quotes again? I love them. <laughs> Your dreams begin to take shape when you validate them enough to write them down. When you write your dreams down, you have a record from the unseen. Heaven comes to earth. Heaven coming to earth depends on how often you sit with him where he is in heaven. So you get something from the unseen from heaven. And that means heaven comes to earth because you write it down. And it begins. You can never erase what has higher authority than the pen you wrote it with. I know, that's a thinker. I said that before. Mm -hmm. yeah. When it's seated in heavenly places, it has higher authority than the actual ink or the lead on your pencil. Or even if you're typing it, onto a computer screen through a program. Your encounter in heaven has a higher authority. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. All right. Enough thinking. All right. A question. All right. Let me. Your Uh-huh. Okay. I don't have a question set aside. I always wait for you to ask me a question. Oh, okay. I heard it. The question, would you lead us through again? Okay. I definitely can do that. But I really want you to go back and listen to the last two episodes. Yeah. Episodes of Casting Your Net. Are you ready? I'm going to lead you right through right now. Grab um, something to write with and obviously some type of paper. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Are you ready? Got your face cap on? <laughs> okay. Hmm. I'm thinking if I'm quiet, I'm thinking. I'm listening, I'm perceiving. I'm asking Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are just right there and ever present and you're so near, especially to the person who asked me the question, Kristen, can you lead us through again? Holy Spirit, I ask that you just put something in their hand in their heart right now. It can be the simplest the simplest of items, the simplest of feelings or thought, grab onto it. Okay? I'm going to make it even easier. I'm going to make it even easier. So there, you can use my encounter as an anchor, and God will meet you right there. So I'm going to pick up a quarter, a 25 cent piece, a quarter in my hand. Now, what I want you to do, because this is an act of faith, you can anchor onto my quarter in your hand. Imagine that there is a quarter, 25 cent piece. I say that because if you're international, you may not have a quarter. <laughs> a 25 cent piece, a coin in your hand. I want you to take your pen and I want you to write it on a piece of paper. You have 25 cents. You have a coin in your hand. Okay. You got it? All right. Now Jesus is going to lift that coin. You just drew that coin on a piece of paper, right? It's okay. You can have your own encounter. I'm just... Trying to help the one who asked the question, right? So imagine that coin that you just drew on the piece of paper. Imagine you picked it up. You, you, it was in your hand. You drew it on the paper. Now you're going to pick it up off the paper. What's underneath it? Yes. Don't overthink it. Keep it simple. What is underneath it? Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. What's underneath it? Believe God. Just believe Jesus. Mm -hmm. Write it down. What was underneath that 25 cent piece? Write it down. And I'm going to leave it right there. Write it down. Take what you experience and go back through this episode and begin to ask Jesus the questions about what he showed you. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you will hear answers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Heaven is simple. Right? Now you have something in your hand that makes it mandatory. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of our commitments and our faith and our overcoming occur. 
Now, I think it'd be really cool if you would like to um, pop over to my Facebook or my Instagram account. See, Instagram is kwombat 59 Find me there, and would you please type in and tell me what was underneath your coin? I think that'd be awesome. I think that's enough thinking for one day. It's wonderful. So simple. Yep. It is so simple. I appreciate if you hit like, do the follow. You guys know the drill. Because when you follow it, then what happens, you just get the first emails of when I published a new episode. It's just wonderful. And, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you would write a five-star review. It helps. Why does it help? Because it tells people what you are gaining and what you are hearing and how God met you there. And people need to see your response. Mm -hmm. Yay. I bless you. I bless your 25-cent piece. I bless with whatever Jesus showed you underneath that coin. Cast your net. Go fishing. You have a resource. You are a resource from God's own heart. I will talk to you again next week. Bye now.